How y'all feeling today, tonight, whenever you're listening to it? I hope that you are feeling good and you're feeling free. As Stevie Wonder has said, um, I pray that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, that um, everything is going well for you. I hope that you are vibing out with me. Um, I hope that this weekend you had the most fun as possible under the conditions. Um, And I hope that everything is going well for you. And if it's not going as well as you'd like, you are learning the lessons and doing the things necessary to give you the desired results. Okay. My name is Indy Rice and thank you for tuning in. I want to take a little time to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all of the people who have been supporting and listening, sharing and subscribing. I really, really, really do appreciate it. Um, if you're listening with Apple podcasts or any other platform that allows you to please do me a small favor and rate this podcast and also leave a review. Um, I do appreciate it so much, guys. Um, I'm going to get right off into the life lesson I have for you guys today. And it is titled, Sometimes Subtraction Yields the Greatest Addition. Um, But before I get into the lesson, I would like to take this moment to honor my dad and speak his name Dr. Adam Leo Richardson Sr. Um, Over the past six months, I've experienced some real hard subtractions, y'all. One of them happened on October 24th, 2019. Um, It's been very challenging. Um, Finding the additions at moments that this subtraction, um, is yielding, but I can see them at moments and I know there's more. I lean on the lessons that my dad taught me, um, about life more than I ever have the lessons that he taught me verbally and the ones he taught me by simply being a good man, a consistent man, a loving man, a helpful man, a giving man, a stable man. I give thanks for his love, his life, and his legacy, and the example that he lived every day that now I'm drawing from those lessons. Um, So here we go now. Sometimes subtraction yields the greatest addition. Um, Losing things can be very, very tough on us. I mean, you know, think about it. Think about the time you misplaced something you felt was like very valuable to you. Think about how much you thought about it. Think about how much time you spent looking for those things, like just trying to trace your steps back to find where you could have possibly left it. When I lose things, y'all, and it could be as simple as a pen that I really like. I mean, It's kind of unnecessary, but sometimes I can't help it. Like, I kind of obsess about it. Like, for some reason, like, I just, I don't like to lose things. Um, And so think about, like, when you um, lose, like, your favorite thing. Well, let me say this. Like, I lost my watch. Well, I thought I'd lost my watch a few weeks ago. I knew that when I got home... I took the watch off. 
um, with my bracelets because I was about to cook. So I took the watch off to wash my hands and stuff, get my food prepped. And I remember I put it by the sink and then I was like, no, I might want to move this because I'm a little bit clumsy. I'll knock this over into the water. You know, if you know me, you know. And so I put them on a windowsill in the living room. And this particular windowsill sits low where you could look out into the backyard. And so I went back looking for my watch. The watch wasn't there for over a week. I'm asking everybody, did you see my watch? Did you see my watch? Anybody saw my watch? I'm taking sofa pillows off. I'm turning stuff up, just looking for stuff. And then one day I just happened to be walking past Haven's Barbie Jeep. Mm -hmm. And guess what was in the Barbie Jeep? My watch. My watch. Madison's school stuff. I mean, I... Listen, if you're a mama and stuff missing in your house right now, go look in your kid's stuff. I'm telling you, you're going to find something that you need and that you've been looking for in that child's toys. She's two years old and it's just, it's a lot. I was thankful that I found my watch, but you know, you know, you know, I'll leave it. Okay. So when I lose things of value, I get like really angst and irritable. Sometimes, depending on the value that I've placed on the thing that I've lost, I'll even lose sleep about it. I'll dream about it. I'll lose sleep like it's crazy. So imagine how that goes when we feel we're losing people that we've appraised, you know, as invaluable to us. We as people, we just tend to want to hold on to things, even though in our hearts, we know it's time to let it go. So ladies, think about the dress, right? The dress, you know, deep down inside, you will never be able to wear that thing again. Yet every time you clean out that closet, you can never bring yourself to give it up. You can never bring yourself to put it in that giveaway pile. You can never talk yourself into just taking it off the hanger and just, you know what? Sometimes you'll take it off the hanger and as you're putting stuff and you'll put that dress back on the hanger because you just cannot come to terms with letting it go, with releasing it. Why? Because that dress represents something to you, something that made you feel good, something that brings back like really good memories of maybe a happy time or something that happened that made you feel, you know, really good. Something that makes you remember a time when you felt really good about yourself, yourself, like, you know, yeah, that that dress is a size six. And yeah, baby, I was in that six and I was killing them, you know, and now you in that 10 and you still killing them. But it just reminds you of, you know, the six just sounds better to a woman for some reason. We do this same holding and hoarding with people. I've seen this happen more than, you know, I care to acknowledge in my own life. We hold on to people who we know it's time to place him or her into that giveaway pile. Um, it's time to let go of what was so the so that we can make room for what can be. We have to, you know, consciously and honestly tell ourselves this will never fit me the same again, even when it comes to people. We have to tell ourselves sometimes this is what it was. You know, it represents something to us that <clears throat> feels 
stable, that feels um, uh, fun, that feels like a con- if it, it's a connection to something that brought happy things. But we have to come to the realization of that this no longer fits me, though. You know, it, it's ill-fitted. I don't even look good in it anymore. I don't feel good in it. Even though looking at it makes me feel good to remember that. If I put it on right now, I, I don't even look good in it. I don't feel good in it. It's the same thing with relationships. The truth is, outgrowing a thing doesn't always mean you've gotten fat. Or that you've gained this disgraceful, embarrassing weight. Sometimes we go out of things in a good way. Sometimes things no longer fit us because we've grown up. Um, I, I think about my daughter, like when I'm cleaning out her um, her uh, drawers to give away clothes, my oldest daughter, I think about it's not that she has gotten so big, you know, fat, like she can't fit the stuff. It's that she's growing up. She's becoming a more mature person. She's growing up in stature. The, the pants are too short. And, but they'll fit somebody else really well. They'll do well for somebody else. We have to acknowledge and feel and know that same way about relationships and, you know, jobs and just different things that we want to hold on to. Some of the stuff that I wore as a teenager, I know that I would not dare there put on today not that you know it wasn't stylish because back then you know it was popping it was looking good but if I put that on today it'll probably still look good because you know things come back and forth you know but I wouldn't feel comfortable in it um and it don't matter sometimes how many compliments you get it don't matter the expectations of other people because sometimes we stay in things and we hold on to things based on what somebody else thinks or people think we're a great couple. People think we're the best of friends, but you know that it no longer fits you and you have to be honest about those things. If we could think about things this way when it came to other things besides clothes in our lives, you know, and just realizing that those things sometimes become unhealthy for us, we see that sometimes the subtraction yields the most significant additions. Some people only represent what was. They don't represent what is or what we want to be. Letting go initiates the start of letting in. Letting go initiates the start of letting in. This isn't just about clothes. This isn't just about people. This is about anything that you can include that you know that you're holding on to. Um, that could be your habits and your attitudes that no longer fit you. There are some ways, you know, there are some ways about me that I've had to put in the throwaway pile, child, not even the giveaway pile, because I've had to address some things about my own self that I allow to attach to me, that I allow to hang too long in my closet, that I don't want to see my kids wear. There are some attitudes, some dispositions, some habits that I had hanging in my mental, emotional, psychological, spiritual closet that I did not want to see on my girls. So I had to clean it out. 
I had to make that pile. Some things don't go to giveaway. Some things need to go to the curb, to the throwaway. The little attitudes that we just need to put in the throwaway pile. We need to give, give, you know, true, honest um, time to thinking about does this thing serve me and do I want to see this again? Is it going to benefit anybody? There are some things in Madison's closet when I'm cleaning this stuff out. I know this got to go. This got to go in the trash because I can't dare give this shirt to nobody with this paint on it, with this chocolate on it. Some of it smells sweaty, you know, grass stains and stuff. I can't give that to anybody. And you know where clothes like, oh, I can't give this to nobody. You have to see the same thing about your attitudes, your dispositions, the things that you carry, the grudges and all that. You have to learn to put that in a throwaway pile. This can't go to anybody but the trash. That stuff needs to be cleaned out. When I think of mental and emotional spring cleaning, it means cleaning and cleaning and Cleaning, I'm sorry, and clearing those spaces of old clutter. When you spring clean, you're getting those baseboards, everything you let just pile up. You're cleaning that stuff out. You're decluttering. You're getting the dust off so that you can move, you know, into the next season clean, ready. It's the same thing with our spaces inside. It's the same thing. We, we have to do that spring cleaning so that we can spring forth, so that we can move or jump suddenly or rapidly upward and forward. That season after winter when it's just felt so cold to you, and I'm telling y'all, I'm coming out of a winter. I'm seeing the sun, but I'm definitely coming out of winter. You know, and it's before summer in which vegetation appear. All your seeds will begin to bud and bear fruit as the sp- as you clean and you get into spring, flowers blooming and stuff, so pretty. But first you have to clear the land. You have to clear the land. You have to clear a space for those things to happen. Clean your closet. Clean out your emotional, mental, and spiritual closets. Place those things that you know will never fit you the same again in that giveaway pile. And then bag them up and place them on a curb for someone else to pick up. You know, deep down inside, they no longer belong in your closet anyway. Those things that you know nobody else needs to get, you need to put them in a throwaway pile. If you have children, if you lead any people, I'm telling you, do a dump. Get rid of that stuff because you do not want to see that stuff hanging or manifesting in your children, in your space of business, anything, anything that you're bringing along with you that no longer fits, get rid of it because it's going to clutter up your space in, in so many ways. I think of Erica Badu, um song, Bag Lady, you know. Bag a lady, you go hurt your back. Dragging all them bags like that. You know, sometimes it just, it becomes baggage. Those things just become heavy and baggage. And like she said, you have to let it go. It's time to do some subtracting so you can bring in those additions. That is our life lesson for today. That is what we're working on this week. We're working on subtracting 
so that we can get into some additions, some things that we do want, some things that we want to bring in, some things we want to make space for. So we need to clean out and get rid of some things. I pray that y'all have a great, great week. God is good and and so are your gifts. God is good and your gifts are perfect. Have a great week.